Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to Girl on Fire podcast on the Believe Network, New York's number one podcast network for personal growth. This is your host, Kirsten Franklin, and on this week's show, Hey guys, this week I want to talk to you about the idea of learning but not transforming. So a lot of us here were engaged in a lot of self-help uh, or executive things that we do to improve our, you know, our executive skills, our our leadership skills. Um, be them in the house, be them, you know, with just our kids, right? Uh, I I definitely use some of mine on my child, even some sometimes not so successfully. So, but want to really talk to you about. If you're the person out there that's reading, 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 going to events, doing these things, but not transforming, um, I want I want you to just check in with yourself and understand what's going on for you. If you're reading, 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 but not taking action, well, there's that, right? Only action and change is going to result in change. But the question becomes then, why not take action? And we can come up with all the excuses about it not being convenient it not being, you know, not having the time, not having the money, not having whatever it is you think you don't have. But the truth is, it all comes from within you, right? And so there's something going on there that's stopping you from taking action. And usually it's fear. There's some kind of fear that stops you. And fear, I don't mean necessarily the kind that might jump out at you like, oh my God, I'm afraid of spiders, kind of like obvious fear. Sometimes it's just the fear of not knowing the result, not being guaranteed the result. A lot of times when we have fear, it's really, it, it might come up as confusion, lack of direction, lack of focus, overwhelm, these types of things. And really it's just the lack of clarity and certainty. If you were very clear that if you did this one thing, you would be guaranteed to get this result, you would do it or you wouldn't do it right by choice, depending on what the result is. And so the thing is, is that in life, there are no guarantees. I'm hearing a lot these days. So I have to like totally say this. I'm hearing a lot all the time. Oh yeah. You have to go be an entrepreneur, own your own business. Cause you know, then you can't get, then you're never going to get fired. Well, yeah, but dude, like seriously, that's not job security. Uh, you don't go into business because you think you're going to have a secure job and no one can fire you. I mean, that's really cute semantics, right? So if you go into business completely, don't make enough money to pay your bills, uh, you know, end up homeless on the street, but you, hey, you own some company. I mean, like, what's the value in that? It's, it's kind of funny. Like, I, I'm hearing a lot of stuff and I think it's all coming out because of this COVID. Everyone's sitting at home. Everyone's trying to kind of figure out their pivot. Even the people that are working, right, regularly that haven't been affected by COVID are realizing that, you know, there is a pivot they have to make as well, right? Especially all of us who have been home and whose businesses have been effective, which is a large majority of the people on the planet. <laughs> um, you know, at least we're not alone in this one, but you know, it's, it's a large majority of us have been affected in many ways. Even if you're still going to work, your, your company has been affected. The people that buy your services, use your thing, you know, whatever that is, it, it might be an improve or it might be not so much, right? I mean, Netflix killing it, right? You know, internet killing it all of these internet providers, right? There's, there's a lot going on. So it's really just a matter of, you know, kind of thinking about what prevents you from taking action. You know, if you're reading books and you're doing all these things, even if you're going to workshops, 
and having a great day at the shop, but then coming home and nothing really changes, you know, really take a look at yourself and understand what pivots did you actually make? What are you implementing? How are you implementing it? Why are you implementing it? There's a lot of stuff going on there. And I'm just, you know, it's kind of coming up because a lot of people are, are getting to the point where they've been in this COVID situation, whatever that, you know, we're, we're all in the same storm, but in different boats, right? So whatever your boat is looking like in this storm, we're all dealing with it. And the storm's kind of, it's like, it's like a hurricane, right? The first wave came, it feels like it's going to be calm and we're going to see the second wave. You know, we're going to let up on our restrictions. We're going to see the second wave and it is what it is. And, and, and we have to understand what the new normal looks like. What does the land and map and topography look like after the storm? And how will you navigate that based on, you know, where you are and your resources, right? But I've been hearing a lot of how things aren't changing or getting worse or this or that from people that are trying to improve in their leadership skills or, you know, self-help or trying to make improvements in themselves. And I mean, it really just comes down to, it comes down to a lack of taking consistent action, but that's not the cause. That's kind of like the surface result. Uh, the cause is something much deeper. The cause is it within you, within your thought process, within you know your mindset, for lack of a better ter- you know better term, your subconscious thoughts. And you know, I, I always get pushed back on subconscious thoughts. Oh, I know, I know, right? I know what they are. You 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 do somewhere you know where they are, but you most likely, if you're being that flippant, you probably don't know because you probably haven't done the exercises to really understand what they are. And some of us know generally like, oh yeah, yeah, I had a bad childhood. My mom was really mean to me. It's that. Well, maybe go a little bit deeper because sometimes it's not actually that. Because if that's still in your conscious mind, you've addressed it, you know about it, and you're still doing certain things to, for lack of a better term, again, self-sabotage. I don't know that there's any self-sabotage. I think that's a little bit of a, a negative term when really all your brain is doing is protecting you. And the only way your brain knows to do that is through this, this idea of certainty. And it's certain that if it does this thing, it will get this result. So it's certain that as miserable as you are, stuck, penniless, barely able to pay your bills, on the verge of homelessness all the time, always struggling, it knows what that is. And it knows the results. Somehow your brain is like, okay, I'll barely make it, but at least I'll make it, right? No matter how much fear goes into that about how you might lose your home or do this other thing, your brain will still pick the thing it knows. And so it's really about breaking through that. And people find that difficult when in actuality, if you dig through all of your thoughts, ideas, beliefs, and change your beliefs about yourself and your capabilities and who you are, when you develop that new self deeply, right, really transform that, all of this stuff becomes easy. Uh, I tell this story I'm probably gonna have to tell it again after COVID because I haven't really worked out. Although I did buy a trampoline so I can jump around and try and lose weight. Um, But when I first went back to working out, right, one day I woke up and I said, oh, you know, um, it got to the point where I wasn't so cute, like with no clothes on, right? I was like, you know, I still look good with clothes on. I still fit all my clothes, but it was just, you know, I hadn't worked out in like 11 years, 10 years. And, you know, as a younger person, I was definitely athletic, always running around, always doing things, surfing, hiking, you know, sports, uh, competitive cheerleading, ballet, horseback riding. I like, I was always active. 
Um, I'm a very active person and I like that. But, you know, I had my daughter and I just, and my world crashed. I don't know if many of you guys, most of you guys know this, but when I, the year I had my daughter, I was homeless. Uh, the whole market crashed. It was 2008. And I was in a particular situation uh, financially and with respect to work and everything that I ended up losing everything. And so I stopped working out, obviously did the whole depressed thing, I, you know, all of that good stuff. And coming out of it, I never got back to working out, you know, not consistently, not really consciously, not intentionally. And so for about a good 10 years, I didn't work out, <laughs> like really, like literally didn't work out, but I still looked okay. Right. So I developed a sense of self that kind of said, oh, I don't need to because I look good. And I'm just being honest, you know, my friends might say, you know, look at this a-hole, look at what she's eating. And she looks like that, you know, sort of backhanded compliment. But I took that and I took that into my being like, yeah, that's right. You guys can all yogi it up. And I'm going to sit here with my 15 hot dogs and eat them in your face. (laughs) And I'm still going to look good. And so it kind of melded into my identity. So when I did want to go back and start working out, which should be super simple, I live across the street from, from a park. Um, and I can run and there's stuff I can do. And there's gyms all over the place. I live in Manhattan. It, it wasn't easy. And I did everything that we're typically told to do, right? Tiny habits, micro habits, you know, do the one thing to, to get to the, you know, all of that stuff. And when it all ultimately failed and I found myself sleeping in my gym clothes, waking up, putting on shoes, walking outside to get a cup of coffee instead of making one in my house, I realized I, I had to sort of coach myself. Um, and I do this sometimes when I really, I don't know what you want to call it, screw up, mess up, don't get what I want. You know, I, I do come down and I, I do kind of coach myself. And I realized I had to put myself through my my life by design process of ripping apart the image and being that I think I am and want to live into right now and changing that. Because you will live into whatever it is you think you are. If you think you are supposed to be poor or money is the root of all evil, no matter how hard you try. Even if you make a lot of money, you're either not going to feel good and other aspects of your life are going to fall apart or you're going to lose it all because you have to get rid of it because it's the bad thing, right? If you are deep down only a drug dealer, not a real business person, okay, things are going to happen where inexplicably it's going to go wrong or you're going to find yourself in a certain situation because your mind will attract the scenarios it needs to complete its identity, okay? People want to talk about manifestation. All that really is, is whatever you deeply believe and attract into your world, meaning your brain will pick it up somehow really subtly and latch onto it and connect with it and it'll bring it into your reality. Okay. Um, And that of course goes through mindset, vibration and processes. You guys know I'm all about MVP. Um, These are the three pillars that I know work in any situation to accomplish anything you want. Business, personal life, professional life, family life, whatever it is. So mindset being first, when you, when you think of like when you're in Starbucks, super loud and busy, although maybe not these days, and music's playing, noise is going, coffees are being made, everything's crazy. You just started a real estate company and from all the way across the room, you hear someone say, I'm a realtor and I work with investors. Bing, 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 bing. Well, you, you heard that. Now, you didn't hear, or you actually did hear, but your brain chose to ignore it all the other millions of conversations going on. Why? Because you told your brain and it's a reticular activating system that something was important. Something was true for you. 
that you are an investor and that you need to know this information. And by telling your brain that by, you know, at its deepest level, it decided I'm going to pick up on anything that benefits the idea and fact and, you know, of me being a real estate investor. Okay. Um, now that's only step one. Maybe you have difficulties in believing that you can do the math for it or understand what ARV is or blah, 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 blah. Right. You will of course get tripped up, but that's the point is that if you are not transforming, it's because you're not taking action. But that's, again, just the surface. You're not taking action because. And it's the because that matters. That's the lower level. That's the core of the onion. That's where you're peeling away to try and get to. And that's what you have to work with. So you have to really think of the because. What is really stopping you from taking action? And I like to use a mindfulness thing amongst many other things. But one mindfulness trick you can kind of use or, or whatever you want to call it, trick, system, technique is to ask yourself why. And it's not an easy one to do most of the time. So ask yourself, why Why am I not taking the action of meditating every single morning? Oh, because you know what? I get up and it takes 20 minutes and, you know, sometimes I just don't feel like it. Okay, cool. But why would I not feel like uh, not meditating when I know that it will bring me this result? Well, I don't really know that. People say that, but I don't know that. So it's a little bit off-putting and And I don't really want to waste my time without any guarantees, right? Well, why would I not try it and find out my own, you know, just keep going down. And what happens is, is initially you're going to have some really superficial answers. Why? Like, why did that person make me mad? Like, it's stupid. Just look at him, right? Like, you know, something really superficial, something really dumb. And then say, okay, well, why does his look bother me? Well, it's not even his look. It's what he said and how he said it. Okay. Well, why does how he said it bother me? You know, why does it elicit like anger? Well, you know, maybe you get down to the fact that he sounds just like your dad or your mom or your brother, or your sister, right? Like whatever it is, that's who so-and-so sounds like when they're mad at me or they're accusing me of something or telling me I'm not good enough, right? It's like, so you'll, you'll break it down eventually. And sometimes it's not that easy. Sometimes it'll take you more than an hour, more than a day, more than a couple of days. And you have to come back to it. Just keep asking yourself why. And you'll know you're right or you've hit it on the head when you feel it in your body there's going to be a sensation where you're like oh right and it doesn't you know everybody always thinks it has to come back to your your childhood yes there's probably and this is totally made up statistic probably like 80 percent of the time 90 percent of the time if you go deep enough there's something in your childhood but that's not always the case so don't think that you have to have some traumatic childhood memory that you know is causing all this and no you know it can happen at any time um, I know I did this technique one time when, when sort of barking at my daughter about something she had said to me uh, on the walk home. And it turned out that I perceived her conversation as her not thinking she's good enough at a sport. And really what happened there was because of my perception that I felt like she was complaining that she wasn't good enough at like age seven too, that, that I then went into this whole internal super fast dialogue within like a millionth of a second, not kidding, where I correlated the fact that, you know, people I work with have really traumatic experiences, really hard lives because of their belief that they're not good enough. Right. And so in a millisecond, my brain got angry uh, with her because of her or my perception that she did not feel good enough and how that could result in her you know, like having bad relationships, being an addict of some sort, you know, all these things. 
And it's really funny because one, did she, not only did she not not feel good about herself, two, my reaction made her not feel good enough about herself. But three, you know, it, it came from a place of love. And if you think about anger, many times it's coming from a place of fear. And I know that's gonna that that one's gonna probably not sit well with people. But if you think about why you get mad, it is usually because a boundary has been broken and that boundary causes you to fear something, that you're not being respected, that you could have been harmed. Think about a car accident. Oh, well, because you didn't pay attention, you hit my car, I could have been hurt. I'm afraid, I'm angry, right? When we see people jaywalking or you know, in traffic here in New York, cycling or opening car doors into the cyclists or the cyclists that run around Central Park that almost run me over every day. You know, a knee-jerk reaction could be to get angry because you're so afraid you could have gotten injured. And it's such a stupid injury, right? It's like if, if everybody only just paid attention to the rules and abided by them, you know, but it is what it is. But, you know, so we can talk about, you know, fear and anger another time. But I really wanted to talk about learning but not transforming. I know a lot of people have spent a good chunk of time reading, researching, doing stuff during this COVID time, Netflixing. (laughs) But if you are in this place where you are so over it, like you're so tired of like learning, 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 and nothing changes, just take a moment and look at, look at yourself, look at your situation, look at what's going on and look to uncover what the core beliefs are about yourself about how life is supposed to look for you, okay? Not how you consciously want it to, but what you believe it's going to be. Um, and that's a deeper belief. Uh, and, it, you know, it's one that you just have to kind of dig down. And, and in my book, Becoming Unfuckwithable, I have a lot of techniques for you to figure out what goes on subconsciously. So you can check that one out on Amazon. I'll put the link below. Um, the second book is already out. It's about vibrations. I know that one's a little bit more woo-woo for people. But I do go into the science of energy because it is all factual science uh, that we can leverage here. I'm very, I'm very into data, even though I know that over time the data will always change because we are imperfect human beings with imperfect instruments and relying on only the concepts we understand in this moment without being able to understand beyond. Um, so, of course, all of these facts will change over time. But that's kind of it. I just wanted to really touch upon you know, when we're learning, but not transforming, when we're always studying, if we're always stuck in study mode, and I have this a lot with real estate investors who might come to me and say, well, I've tried and I'm not really getting anywhere. And, you know, well, you you know, let's, let's map out the, I have tried 100% of the time. They one, don't have a written business plan. Two, they haven't consistently done something for a significant period of time based on its volume to get the result they sought. Okay. Meaning, if they were cold calling, they called 20 people a day. That's fine. But don't expect that you're going to close seven houses in the first week if you're calling 20 people a day, right? You know, you just have to kind of look into it just from a business perspective, from a, from, you know, just a statistical perspective to understand what you're doing, how you're doing it and what the results should be. Um, But the same thing here, if you're learning, 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 and you're always hearing a concept again and again and again, and yet this, this area in which you're trying to apply this concept doesn't change, take a look at yourself. Take a look at yourself, your thoughts, your ideas, and what's really going on there. Because I promise you, something internally is not letting that happen with ease. Right. But that's kind of it. Just wanted to hop on, talk about that. Hope that was beneficial. You guys follow me on LinkedIn at CS Thrive. Follow me here, of course, 
Um, I'm thinking about turning this into a twice a week podcast. So that is it for this week. Thank you for joining me. And I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If so, don't forget to rate it. If you guys have a pressing question, feel free to tweet me at CS Thrive or on Instagram at Thrive Tribe 3.14159. Again, I know that's a weird one. It's just pie. So it's three, it's Thrive underscore Tribe underscore 3.14159. Or of course, you can join me in Facebook at my free group, which is Thrive Tribe Global. If you just search groups and you enter in Thrive Tribe Global, you should see us there um, and you can join it for free. Uh, I answer your questions in there, but if you guys send me a question through there, I will be sure to answer it here on this podcast. And as always, if you're ever interested in advertising on the show, please contact the Believe Network at Believe, B-L-E-A-V, at believe.com. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.